Hi, this is John Deke once again with 25 years of the Very Young Composers, and we continue on with this program of the New York Philharmonic. This piece is by Isa Hamdan. It's called Siti, which means my grandmother. This is scene 37, to Brazil and Palestine. In 2017, Alessandra Fernandes contacted me out of the blue. She was director of Progetto Guri, an educational program that administered music and arts to a vast network of schools in the Sao Paulo district. The largest music education program in the country, she said. She was also the coordinator and host of the Jeunesse Musicale, which is a big annual conference of music educators, which is the largest conference of its kind in the world. She had heard of our work at the Very Young Composers and wanted to invite me to come to Sao Paulo to join a panel discussion at the conference in June of 2018. In a series of communications and Skyping, I expressed to her that I would be delighted to come to Brazil, but that to talk about the VYC would not be enough. I would need to demonstrate the process by working with one or two local students and to present a performance for the conference attendees. That I would need at least four days of residency plus considerable preparation and communication with the prospective child or children beforehand. I was sure that this request would be refused since the conference was already so large and tightly organized. However, after a few days, I received this reply, quote, I've already spoken with our educational team and everybody is very excited with the idea of making a practical demonstration of your work, exclamation. Claudia Frechedas, our educational director, copied in this message, will follow up the preparation with you, helping you to communicate with the very young composers that we will choose. We are very aware that no one anywhere else is doing the kind of work you are doing with children of this age writing for the symphony orchestra. The Youth Orchestra of Sao Paulo is at your hand. We will choose two students to communicate with you and a teacher here who will help guide them with their notation." Unquote. Woo! This was a pleasant surprise and an exciting opportunity. In addition, they requested that I bring score and parts of an American student of our choice for performance. So both Jessica Mays and I felt that Cameron's Harlem Shake would represent the program well. Again, so grateful for Angelica's TA work with her on this piece. The Brazilians chose a flutist, Larissa de Melo, and a guitar student, José Luis dos Santos, both 12 years old, and neither had written an actual composition before, but had expressed eagerness to do so. <sighs> With such a long-distance project and a fast-approaching deadline, it all seemed like a long shot. But into the breach came a dedicated and energetic music teacher named Joao Alves, in several Skype and phone conversations, Joao, or Jotage, as he was called, grasped the essence of the very young composers, 
and took over from the children's instrumental teachers to guide their works to notational literacy. The Sao Paulo Youth Orchestra was ready. I was called upon to conduct, though I was reluctant. But when it came time for Larissa's rehearsal, she became embarrassed and she declined to play her flute solo standing up in front of the orchestra. I said to her, but Larissa, the audience won't be able to see you playing back in the flute section. Well, we compromised by her just standing up back in the flute section. And it worked. She played brilliantly. The piece was a huge hit. And she did come up to take a bow and to say a few words. A triumph and a really the most talked about event of the whole conference. Afterwards, Joao kept up the VYC work along with Alessandra, Claudia, and his teaching artists, and, as I've said, adapted it to the local student jazz band, among other things. One evening, in the fall of 2016, at a dinner party given by the Philharmonic, I happened to be seated at a table with Basim and Mana Hishme. In conversation with them, I learned that they were Palestinians living in New York and Cleveland. This aroused my curiosity, as I had known very few people from Palestine. In fact, technically, Palestine was not on any modern map that I could find. Beyond Israel, you could only find Jordan. But the Hishmes were old enough to have been born in Haifa when it was still Palestine. They had needed to relocate to Ramallah when they were very young, and from there emigrated to the U.S., where Bassam had established himself as an industrialist in Cleveland. They still returned often to Ramallah in what is now known as the West Bank and liked to invite Americans to visit there as well. My ears perked up. This was clearly going to be no idle dinner chit-chat. Mana asked me about my music, and so I mentioned my work with the children at the Very Young Composers, and now her ears started to perk up. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, she had called her husband over to talk. I made clear what my goals and priorities were, and they in turn made theirs. And by the time the dinner had finished, we had exchanged contact information. And though these kinds of encounters often end with the dinner itself, I had a good feeling about the possibilities. Hmm. Imagine working with children in the Middle East. My head was spinning. In fact, the Hishmes did contact me the very next day, intending to pursue negotiations for the possibility of bringing the very young composers to Palestine. As usual, my dreams were running far ahead of the realities. Fortunately, Ted Whiprid asserted himself on the part of the Philharmonic's interest, and a good thing it was, too. Ted had a much better grasp of the logistics, personnel, and the costs. He also made sure that we communicated properly with senior management at the Philharmonic. As an example of his prowess, after I had given my estimate of the time, the labor, and the personnel that I thought I needed, Bassam then estimated his costs. Ted countered by practically doubling the amount required on our end and explained why. I thought to myself, oh well, there goes the program. But to my surprise, Bassam understood and agreed almost immediately. 
I was excited, but also a little bit apprehensive. This was serious stuff. Also, unknown territory. Also, well, we really needed to stay out of the politics of that region, if you know what I mean. Fortunately, the Hishmes were very sensible about these issues and about our realities, and Ted and I spoke to many board members who were all in favor of this project. One of the first actions I performed was to bring aboard my amazing and effective VYC teaching artist, Molly Heron, who proved to be absolutely pivotal to the whole project. From the very first, we put out a statement that we had worked on together with all concern, which laid out the following principles, and I quote, We are traveling to the Middle East West Bank, Palestine, in order to work with children and to advance the Very Young Composers program of the New York Philharmonic. We will make no political statements. We are not pretending to bring peace to the Middle East. We are not missionaries bringing European classical music to children of color. We will not be teaching children how to compose, nor how to be creative. We believe they are already creative. We are there to listen intensively to the children, to enable and empower them to create the music that is already inside them, to witness, perform, record, and proclaim their music and art. We will welcome improvisation and local non-Western instruments and song as they desire. We may help them notate their music, but not edit nor orchestrate it for them. And lastly, we will employ local teaching artists, local instruments, local performers. These statements are in line with over 20 years of work in the Very Young Composers and have been regularly expressed to and approved by the New York Philharmonic's Education Department as well as Artistic Planning, the Music Director, and the Executive Director's offices. End of quote. And so, in the morning of October 24th, 2017, my colleague Molly Heron and I arrived in Ramallah, West Bank, Palestine, having left New York the evening before. Our border crossings were thankfully easy, I having been led to expect a much more involved process. And the trip from Tel Aviv to Ramallah took barely an hour, a distance less than that from New York City to Stamford, Connecticut. But in this case, in this case, clearly a world away. To begin with, the musical culture of West Bank Palestine is rich and varied, with ancient roots being valued and referred to abundantly in the musical life of their present generation. This alone is striking to experience in a world in which American-generated pop music is so all-present. Palestine sits at the crossroads between Western classical music and their own Oriental music, as they call it, also between jazz, pop, hip-hop, and experimental. In addition, several distinctive features made this particular project venture so exciting, uh, a little scary, but definitely worthy of replication. First, it was well and adequately funded. Bassam and Manahishme were fully supportive and invested in its success, 
and yet allowed us the freedom we needed to carry out the project vis-a-vis its special needs, some of which were unforeseeable. Secondly, a contractual allowance was made to support our project through a three-year period, which not only would give it a greater chance of taking root locally, but which has already shown to lead toward strong personal relationships so crucial to this type of work. Thirdly, the population itself, though under occupation, confined and fragmented, nevertheless showed us a surprisingly rich musical culture and positive personal resilience. The music that the children produced, while topical, did not exhibit itself as the music of victims. As I've said before, local leadership and commitment and initiative are so crucial to the life of any of our affiliates, and here we seemed already doubly blessed. Both institutions we were to work with had impressive directors, Ramzi Aburadwan at Al-Kamanjati and Suhail Khouri at Edward Said. At Al-Kamanjati, we had the brilliant and committed Danielle Williams, an American who was our administrator. She was also a gifted flutist and conductor. Our teaching artists there were also ready and able. And at our teaching artist training sessions, we could move quickly since their level was already high and the spirit was shining. Muntasser on clarinet, Ibrahim, Oud, Danielle on flute, Jihad on percussion, Ayam, percussion, Iyad on Oud at administration, and Ode on voice, a beautiful singer. That was a starry lineup indeed. Whew. Teaching artists typically, typically have to put themselves in the place of kids so that they can identify more fully. So with the teaching artists, we played name games, clapping, rhythmic call and response, group improvisations, and Molly took the lead in much of this to my delight. Some points needed to be clarified in Arabic, but mostly we were in English. There were difficulties present which had to be dealt with and surmounted wherever possible. We were confronted, also blessed, with the issue of bringing together two conservatories which not untypically had never worked in collaboration on such a project before. The Edward Said National Conservatory of Music, based in East Jerusalem, and the Al-Kamanjati Conservatory in Ramallah. Add to that, there was a border checkpoint across which several of our teaching artists were not allowed to pass between East Jerusalem and Ramallah. Each conservatory assembled classes of about 12 or so students each, ranging in age from about 9 to 14, equally boys and girls. In addition, we held workshops in four other locations, including refugee camps in Jenin, Dahisha, Bethlehem, and Kalandia comprising personal and extensive contact with upwards of a hundred students. Furthermore, to adequately and fairly acquaint and train the teaching artists and to help them work with the students themselves, plus allowing enough time for the students' personal composing, notation, and rehearsals, all within our limited time period, yeah, all this began to appear wildly over-optimistic. I mean, I must emphasize... 
Pulling off a project like this in two weeks, expecting 25 students inexperienced in composing to produce substantive original music of their own using Western and Oriental instruments, as well as voice, seemed quite far-fetched. Sure, we'd worked in many unusual situations before, but never in these kinds of circumstances. However, lo and behold, through all the work, quick learning curves by the teaching artists in both locations, and an amazing can-do spirit by the students themselves, were already resulting in substantive musical sketches fully representing all these musical crossroads, even if just in a tantalizing sort of way. Ah, all right, but one day at a time. On our first day, teaching artist candidates from both conservatories convened at al Kamanjati, the conservatory founded in the old city of Ramallah by the famous Ramzi Aburadwan, who has just been awarded the Mahatma Gandhi International Peace Prize. Ramzi, who amazingly I had met when he was just a teenager studying viola at Apple Hill, New Hampshire, has given his full support of our project, which means so much. Several days later, we had traveled back and forth from Jenin in the far north of the uh, West Bank, and we were, at, we were detained at restrictive roadblocks. Current events always intrude. Oh, the stories I could tell. But anyway, we finally made it back okay, and in the evening we were treated to a rehearsal of the Oriental Ensemble at al Kamanjati. A revelation! The complex rhythms, the modes, the non-Western scales, the formal structure. I'll append here an example of the six most common Oriental modes, as they call them, as well as a transcription of one of their lead sheets. And I tell you, frankly, I had trouble even following or, or like reproducing the rhythmic flow, and yet was transported by the expression of the music itself. As with much of the music in this part of the world, little is actually notated. Musicians basically agree on pitch and rhythmic modes, formal design, and they just let loose. Throughout our stay, we exchanged daily correspondence with our new VYC manager, Jessica Mays, who is back in New York. How did we ever do without her? One afternoon, Molly and I were invited to share a luncheon with our sponsors, Bassam and Mana Hishme, who introduced us to the grand dame of Palestinian music, Rima Tarazzi. Madame Tarazzi, bright and chipper in her upper 80s, had lived through it all. A composer herself of beautiful songs and instrumental music, which I heard, is a founder of the first National Conservatory of Music, later named after the writer Edward Said. Her energy and spirit are downright fierce. She's a ball of fire and determination. And her fervent statement to me will stay in my heart for the rest of my life. Quote, Music is just as important as bread. Unquote. Later that day, we continued to work with the al Kamanjati kids, Tasnim, Karam, Tarek, Hussein, Yara, Al-Taib, 
Uruk, Nadim, Lama, Talin, and Nurhan. <laughs> Try memorizing those names. All full of inquisitive energy, love of music, and yet few had ever composed any music before. Indeed, as we've noted, the whole Oriental tradition here is one of improvisation. This actually suited me fine, since the natural flow and details of the music come from within them, whether vocal or instrumental. We teaching artists can do the actual notation as long as we are strictly faithful to what the kids give us. We all had a good time with games and improv exercises, and the hours seemed to fly by, not that we weren't exhausted by the end. And then by Friday, we traveled through the imposing and truly frightening checkpoint of Kalandia in order to reach the great and ancient city of Jerusalem. Oh, I could spend pages, hours, tears, and stories describing that city. But we were there on a specific mission. The Edward Said National Conservatory in East Jerusalem itself was wide open. No locked doors, no guards. In fact, I noticed that all of the West Bank itself was quite open and free in contrast to the ever-present border crossings and soldiers. Well, anyway, Suhail greeted us and introduced us to his faculty. Helping us as administrator was Jay Crossland, British, who was also an amazing horn player, pianist, and oud expert. Our teaching artists and musicians there included Maya Caldi on voice, Louis Abassi, Oud, Rebecca Minio Paluelo, violin, Michael Rohana, Oud, Jay Crossland, again, playing all those <laughs> instruments with Dylan Anderson, administering the logistics, and Dalia Calotti, helping out with the kanun, a local instrument. We later had a great class with the Edward Said students, Amir, Nabil, Hiba, Lane, Emma, Mariam, Emma, Taha, Tarek, Randa, Mariam K, Dalia. You know, as we always say in the VYC, kids are fundamentally the same all over the world. Yeah, yes, but each is so different. Go figure. Thus it is with the Edward Said kids. As individuals, they varied from whispers to shouts, from rabid to recalcitrant, and yet they are all capable of producing sparkling original music. Furthermore, they as a group are just perceptibly distinct from the Alkamanjati kids. The former, that is the Edward Said kids, tend to be from more established families and more Western inclined whereas the latter, Al-Kamanjati, are mostly from poorer neighborhoods, and all those kids are on scholarship. That said, there is still no perceived difference in their creativity, just a detectable difference in musical style choices. More on this later. We have a lovely photo of the Edward Said kids and their teaching artists proudly sporting their red VYC New York Philharmonic t-shirts with all the languages. <laughs> We all enjoyed working with these Edward Said kids and were able to get them to improvise small group pieces, which they then performed in front of the whole class. As I'd hoped, they brought their own sounds, their own rhythms and feelings into these brief works and even seemed surprised at the effectiveness of the outcomes. 
The teaching artists were excellent in providing instrument interviews, VYC style, so the students could feel at home writing for them and even possessing them in some small way. Next day, back in Ramallah, working with the Alkamanjati kids, instrument demos there, at which I learn as much as the students, I'm telling you. We worked with graphic scores there, talking in small groups about the form and style of their coming pieces. As in much of the work we do now all over the world, some kids respond to images, stories, colors, and other kids go directly to melody, rhythm, song, and instruments. In our ear fantasy games, instead of playing triads, Western style, we ask them to respond to the emotional quality of intervals, instrumental colors, and articulations, and also form. This is really going well, though I do wish we had another week or so. But perhaps the crunch of time can motivate these students to focus. It still doesn't seem possible that this thing can come off in three more days. Anyway, late in the previous night and early this morning, more hours of work, notation on other international projects. I mean, I had other projects to, to be concerned with at the same time. The VYC has grown so big and multifaceted. I see the potential. I see the potential and it drives me crazy. I could use a whole central staff and keep them all fully occupied. And yet this personal one-on-one -on -one work is so vivid, satisfying, and hopefully effective. Now Bassem, a successful industrialist himself, advises me that the main job of a founder of a corporation that he or she must do is to find a replacement for himself. Hmm. Wow. Scary. But we are about to have a concert. On the day of the concert, we have a good-sized audience, not great in numbers, but in specific people whom we want to hear. Oh, this is nice. I ask the musicians to stay on stage through the whole concert, even if they are not playing in a particular work, because I'm worried that the concert will be too long and we need to flow smoothly from one piece to another. But not to worry. Suhail, the director of the Edward Said Conservatory, and I take the stage. He makes an eloquent introduction, translating himself in Arabic for me. I say a few but fervent words which he translates for the audience. Molly will speak at midpoint in the program as well as help to narrate the transitions and introductions of all the VYC kids who, of course, all speak. I wish I could comment here on each of the, what was it, 25 students. They all showed originality and they all sparkled. I'll just comment on the last two. These last two pieces were special to me. Well, I've been present most of the time at their inception as the two girls sang their music over and over again, improvising, changing, choosing instruments and formal design. Talin Abu al-Hassan had wanted her friend Nurhan to sing along with her, but then changed her mind at the last minute. Aye. She had been following a story in her mind, but then decided that in the end, the work didn't need one. 
So, starting rather happily swinging, her introduction gives way to a stern, recitative-like anger, and followed by Talin's voice sadly entering, falling, joined by the instruments, and ending in an upward arpeggio, similar to the one which ended her introduction. This piece, oh, like so many of the others, deserves many performances. Then Nurhan, Nurhan Mansur's piece, was titled About the War, although it didn't have a defined story. It was a fitting and exquisitely expressive musical work with which to end this unforgettable program. A lively percussion starts the piece with Khalil on Mazar, which is the frame drum, then all the performers clap loudly, followed by a violin solo, all the performers joining in, slowing down, providing the entrance for Nurhan herself, singing a lovely, sadly descending line with oriental tuning. What a voice she has. Her melody stayed with me for weeks. And then, all too soon, it was over. A magical ending to a concert to cherish for always, and not a student concert either. The music was so real, it spoke for itself. The difference between a student concert and something like this is that a student concert generally follows a prearranged, limited path for the most part. Not that it has to. But there is no such prearranged anything tonight. <laughs> except the elaborate human preparations on each VYC composer's part. All our challenges, all the difficulties, the barriers, the late nights, all seem to fade away into the pleasure of this concert. I, I was in such a state I could hardly speak. This is surely why we become musicians. Everyone seemed uplifted. The rest was a blur until the lavish dinner party that Bassam and Mana threw for the whole production team, musicians and guests. I feel like we created a home for some really fine music, composers, and musicians. We all agree that the need to plan ahead is starting right now. Molly and I can hardly wait. And as I said before, this is one country out of 15 that the VYC now works in, but somehow this just might be something of a tipping point. My gratitude to all who worked so hard to up till now on this event and others like it is infinite. We are blessed by these children. Perhaps the local teaching artists and administrators can best express their feelings in their own words. And if you'll indulge me, I'll quote a few of them. Quote, After the great workshops we at Kamanjati feel and have observed that the students' involvement in the VYC program has a positive effect on other areas of their lives. Also in this project, we could build our new generation to express itself in a good way, that our children could do a lot of change. Muntasir Jibrini, Academic Coordinator, Al-Kamanjati, Ramallah. Quote, we are most impressed with this program for the New York Philharmonic and are eager to continue planning to integrate it into our curriculum. 
We are amazed and proud of our students and their compositions at the final concert. Suhail Khoury, Executive Director, Edward Said National Conservatory of Music. Quote, Dear John, we are very excited by this project. The al Kamanjati team and the children were very happy to work with you and Mali. We would love to talk about our plan for the future. That's from Ramzi Aburudwan, founder, al Kamanjati. And finally, I have to say this, <laughs> quote, The opportunity to work with the Very Young Composers Project was an incredible, unique, unforgettable experience. There were many moments when we music educators witnessed the barriers and limitations often ingrained through our musical trainings come down as the teachers realized the beauty of free and collaborative composition. The final concert was unforgettable as people from all parts of our community came together to hear the new ideas and sounds created by Palestinian children. There in the auditorium sat children from refugee camps, from villages, from big cities, along with parents and foreign music teachers from around the world, visitors from Israel, Palestinian government officials, and of course our guests from the New York Philharmonic. We realized that we were witnessing the birth of a new generation of Palestinian composers filled with sounds and stories to share with the world, unquote. That was Danielle Williams, administrator, musician, and teaching artist, Al-Kamanjati. As I say, my gratitude to them knows no bounds. May we continue. <laughs> 